Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Dang. I was a bit slow on that one. <laughs> I was uh, reading a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for episode number 21, where today we're going to be talking about the squeaky wheel finally getting the oil. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email at vaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash vaulthuntersguide. Jeffrey, how are you? I don't think that's how that saying goes. <laughs> it is. It is. It's the squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's how that saying goes. Isn't it the grease? What's the difference? And no, I've always heard it as oil. So <laughs> the difference is the difference is viscosity. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the thing, kids. It depends on what you're lubing up. All right. Stop. stop. We're done. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. I bet you regret that, don't you? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeffrey, how was uh-huh. your last two weeks in the Borderlands? Good. Good, actually. Um, it's hilarious because I just randomly started up a new uh, Amara playthrough on PC because the only one I had was on uh, PS4. Mm-hmm. And so I started that up on PC and I totally forgot that it was the Red Chest event. So I went and did like that first thing where it's. Uh, uh, that first thing for Marcus where he's like, Hey, this, you know, my machine is broken. Go get a oh, skag yeah. spine to fix it. Uh, and, and I you always get the human spine. And yeah, you always get the human spine cause it's not that big of a deal. So I grabbed that. I got the extra chest down there. So I opened it up and there's a level five red queen grenade and a level five quasar. Both. Nice. <laughs> Sick. So that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just doing a I'm just doing a melee build for right now, um, you know, because I pretty much farmed uh, I pretty much farmed um, mouthpiece up until the point to where I could get um, up until the point to where I could get her skill that does uh, extra melee damage uh, once you get like partway down it. Oh yeah, find your center where it just gives her additional 100% melee damage. I was like, hell yeah, absolutely, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. And and the range is nice too, you know that extra range because you can just kind of like float towards guys and just be like, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that. I grabbed, you know, I grabbed that. I grabbed a butt plug. It's good times. Nice. So, <laughs> I'm I'm totally clipping mm-hmm. that and using it for something that I shouldn't. <laughs> I, I I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Good Our, times. This is, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a terrible episode. We're already talking about lube and butt plugs and everything. <laughs> so good. Uh, so why do you do this to me, Gearbox? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've also been doing um, I've been doing Maliwan takedown stuff, which has been mm-hmm. good times. So haven't gotten anything too too fun from it. Nothing too crazy. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, I'm, we're going to be talking about that more here later though. So I'm just going to leave it at that. How about you? Um, have you, what have you been doing recently in the borderlands? <laughs> I see, so I see your smirk because you know, as well as I do that, I frankly haven't really touched borderlands in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Just, just haven't. I'm a little, I'm a little farmed out, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little tired, taking a little break. Sure. So going back, playing some other stuff. 
It's all good. Still got love for yeah. the series. Still no, still you know, in tune with what's going on and everything. And uh, <clears throat> you know, if I don't take a break every now and then, then I'm just then I feel like I'm not going to be as excited when there's uh, when there's more stuff, you know. And so. before there's that one guy that's like, "Oh no, is Drew quitting Borderlands?" Yeah, okay. is this going to be a solo podcast in the future? Nah, I mean maybe. But nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's for the foreseeable future. I'm I'm not going anywhere. I just, you know, homie needs to take a break every now and then. That is respectable and understandable. Yeah. So I'm not gonna yeah. just I'm that's the you know that's my main thing is like I'm not just gonna keep grinding something just because I have an obligation to it. You know? Or a or not even this isn't I mean sure this is an obligation, but it's a it's like a perceived obligation, you know? So Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's not so, like and I'm not like a I'm not like a a guy who's doing like a sports podcast and I've just taken three weeks off from watching the NBA. You know, like <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not what's happening yeah. here. I can still quite easily, you know, get in here and talk about it and do stuff. Without yeah. playing it every single day. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and that's the nice thing about it is, I think that's why it works well for us is because, not to get too weird or cheesy or anything like that, but Borderlands is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of home for us if that makes sense. You know, sure. You can always, you know, you can you can take a break and you can play other stuff, but you can always go back to Borderlands. You know, because there's always going to be something you can do. You can always you know, make a new character or do different runs and everything like that. So Right, right. I mean, Jolt Stu has come back to playing Borderlands 3, and he's doing a Vlad off Allegiance uh, run with Moe's right now, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I liked know? how he laid out the parameters at the beginning of that, too. So I was just like, look, I can't do all Vlad off everything, but anything that I can do that's Vlad off, I'm going to do, which is totally fair. Right, right, because there's some, like, you can't get a Vlad off shield, right? Or Vlad off... Um, can't get a Vlad off relic. Right. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Are there Vlad so. off grenades? Yeah. Yeah. There are Vlad off grenades. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So I could, I could double check for you if you'd like. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. So anyways, yeah, uh, we do have a couple of questions from Twitter and from email and the like. So let's go ahead and get into those. I'm going to get into this first one. Well, I'm really going to cheese it on this first one uh, because well, you figure out why. And then the last two, Jeff, I'm going to have you read the last two like back to back and then answer them because they're essentially the same question. So. Okay. Okay, anyways, so first, from James. Hey, fellas, just wanted to say a quick thank you for reading out one of my emails a while back regarding an Amara build based on close quarters and high elemental damage. Really appreciate the advice. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) I don't remember what we told you, so I hope that it worked. Um, Hopefully it was right. Hopefully you're still alive. Yeah, I like that he he doesn't point out in here, be like, you know, be like, it worked great. You know, he doesn't say anything like that. Be like, thanks for the advice. I now know to avoid that completely. <laughs> you know, you know what it, you know what it sounds like to me. It's the same thing with like it's. He's basically given us, he's basically given us like the little Caesars answer, which is like 
It's like, hey, Little Caesars, $5 hot and ready pizza. This is like, all right, is it good? It's $5 hot and ready pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But is it good? $5. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no disrespect to you, Little Caesars, unless you don't want to sponsor us, in which case I've got something to, to- say to that. But at first I want to hear an official no before I, before I slander you. <laughs> to to borrow to borrow something from one of my to borrow something from one of my favorite YouTube channels of all time, uh, Super Beard Bros. If you guys don't watch them, you definitely should. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag could be an ad. Get in touch with us, <laughs> Little Caesars. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyways, uh, James continues. I also wanted to reach out to you guys and the community and see how everyone feels about the increased rare loot drops and the mayhem modes. Uh, I'm finding my I'm and this was before. I just wanted to be known this. We got this email before it was announced that they were going to be that the uh, new rare spawn rates are going to be permanent. Um, anyways, uh, I'm, I'm finding myself working my ass off for legendary items that simply don't appear regardless of how much time and effort you put into the game. Also finding uh, this aspect of BL3 is causing me to resent playing the game. I'm wondering, does anyone else share this sort of frustration with the BL3 at the moment? As always, love the podcast, guys. Keep it up. You're awesome. Thank you, James. Yes, we all... I feel like the majority of the community shared in his frustration with that and with... um, and frankly, I'm not going to touch this question a whole lot more because it's it's the majority of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we kind of addressed it a little bit in the State of the Game episode two episodes back. Um, yeah, the so, timing on that, man, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that that's just nuts. So anyways, um, but yeah, so that's, you know, appreciate the question. That's basically, we're going to spend basically the entire episode talking about that. So um, we'll get to that later. Uh, Jeff, you're up. Okay, perfect. So this one is from Joseph. He says, yo, guys, uh, yo, you guys are dope AF. I listen, and it's literally AF in there if anyone's questioning that. Uh, I listen to your podcast most of the time while I'm at work. Third shift life. But I'm coming to you guys about advice on Wotan. I like to consider myself a pretty good player. Not K6 level, but pretty decent. And I never really had much trouble the whole game. But I just can't seem to beat him. I run a crit fadeaway flak while, uh, while I try to beat him. Along with shock and caustic cutsman. Any advice? Thanks. And keep making great pods. Okay. Hold so on. To go along with that... We had a tweet from Woodchipper who said at Vault Hunters Pod, is it possible to solo the Malawan takedown running a crit flak build on Mayhem 3 and trying to farm the legendaries can't get past the Kraken going to adjust to Mayhem 1 but thought I'd ask appreciate feedback. I, I figure these two kind of go hand in hand. So, Okay. So I am going to be uh, asking for a little bit of help from Drew here too since he's the one that has the majority of the information on uh, flak. But um, I think I think it's interesting that you guys are both choosing the same one. I will say that from my experiences with Flack, which are slightly limited still, um, I think just because of the nature of mobbing and everything like that, uh, I would probably actually go with a radiation flak build instead of a instead of a fadeaway crit build. Um the thing about Wotan is there's not too many places to actually get a lot of critical shots off on him, even if you're running 
Um, even if you're running, um, uh, which skill is it where it lets you ha- have a chance for a crit pretty much anywhere on him? Um, Megavore. Yeah. Even, even with Megavore, it's still not going to be as effective as just trying to do uh, straight damage. And the nice thing is if you can do, um, if you can do a radiation build, um, that's going to affect pretty much everything that you're fighting against in there. Um, you know, so I, I know that I have, uh, soloed it with my Zane build and I know that's totally different and unrelated, but the main thing is that I was never trying to go for, uh, I was never trying to go for, uh, any kind of, any kind of crits at any point. Uh, I was just trying to go for, um, I was just trying to go for pretty much any way I could hit him because of the shields and everything like that. So, um, with, with a critical build, it might be kind of tough, but, uh, I think you might have more success if you're trying to go for, um, if you're trying to go with the radiation build instead. I know it's probably not the answer that you want to hear, but that might be a little bit easier for someone who's trying to solo it. Um, yeah. Drew, did we get these questions before or after the takedown change? We got them uh, when, because the takedown change has been active, you know, for a few weeks, and they never, like, changed it back, did they? Right. Uh, no, they didn't. You have to, like, manually change it back. So. Right, right. Well, I just mean, like, they're like, hey, we're going to try scaling it for a while, and then, like, at the end of it, it was, like, the next day or something, or, like, within a week that they were like, all right, it's going back. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure. So, yeah. But yeah, that would be my advice um, is crit damage is going to be really hard, uh, especially with, you know, with, with the Kraken and with Wotan and everything like that. Even, you know, even with the Valkyries, it can be a little bit tougher. So I think running a crit build might be a little bit difficult. I think it can be done. But the problem with it is, is that it's kind of like, it's kind of one of those catch 22 situations where um, in order to do it, you might need gear. Um, you know, you might want to actually get like the Kibsworth or something like that, you know, so you can actually do, so you can actually have those healing auras from enemies that you kill and everything like that. So it's going to be one of those situations. I think that's where the difficulty comes in because it's hard to get the Kibsworth if you can't actually kill Wotan. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of those situations. Yeah. I mean, or I think also the other possibility is like slightly adjusting the crit build to doing it to where it's more of a rack attack crit build. Um, Cause then you can kind of keep yourself alive with the racks and they're going to be a constant source of damage, stuff like that. So um, lots of kiting, man, lots of kiting, you know? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's genuinely not something that you can, that you can try to tank. So, which mm. is, which is what makes the Zane, um, build so good for that is because he can kind of tank it just because of how just because of how the shield works and how the um oh oh and how the sea and dead um class mod works with him you know he's able to tank it more than anybody else so right um um as as far as maybe like some actual like real advice if you if you want to um, if you really want to stick with that build, um, I could say, I could also say maybe think about changing up some of your gear a little bit, specifically, um, your grenade. Uh, I would say maybe try looking at getting either it's piss so you can have that 20% um, buff. Yeah. That 20%, uh, damage increase there. 
Uh, you could also definitely look at getting the uh, transfusion um, to hopefully get some of that healing and everything like that, and also and also having it heal your shield. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously the hex is great for damage and things like that. But if you're having trouble staying alive, then you need to really that needs to be your focus. Is you need to be able to because here's the thing. Um, and and this is weird for me because I'm usually the opposite with games like this, but um, in in this in particular, you need to be able to make sure that you can stay alive first. Because if you can't stay alive, then the rest of it doesn't matter. Um, again, that's weird for me because in a lot of other games, uh, the way that I like to play it is I, I like to play the idea where it's just like, all right, well, if I, you know, if I do more damage and if I don't get hit, then I'm good. You know? So I, I end up running kind of like a glass cannon kind of a build in a lot of other games. Sure. I feel like with the way that this is set up and how the mayhem levels work and everything like that, that's not as much of a possibility. So yeah. Um, like I said, so maybe try a couple of different builds, maybe try the radiation flak builds. Um, if you want to stick with, uh, what you have, then like I said, you can always try it's piss or you can also try the transfusion. And then um, there's also the possibility of really buffing a lot out of rack attack, like Drew was saying, to get that health from. There's there also too. there's also the possibility of of, and like it, this all kind of depends on whether or not you're really interested in taking advantage of this uh, manipulation of the game or not. Uh, you could always try quit crit swapping, um, you know, throwing its piss in there, equip your. Uh, equip some kind of heavy rocket launch or something. Probably not the ion cannon because, frankly, it travels too quick to be able to do a successful crit swap most of the time. I would say, but if you get a if you get a a good opening to where you can hit a shot, you know, shoot a rocket in there, crit swap to a uh, to an unforgiven, and then you're gonna get mm-hmm. it's that critical damage bonus. So give that a shot if you if you see a good opening. Um, that could be frustrating yeah. too, though. So it's it's tough. They made it tough for a reason, you know. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Real talk, though. Let us know if anything, if any of that helped. Uh, let us know if there's anything that works. Uh, and for the record, just so you guys don't have to go look for it, or if you're, you know, on your phone and you're looking right now, uh, you get uh, it's piss from uh, sloth oh. and thunk and Conrad's hold, and you get the transfusion uh, from uh, the power troopers in the Atlas HQ. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, like I said, let us know how that works for you, and we'll go from there. If you are farming Thunk and Sloth, that's a like go past where they are because they spawn inside Conrad in that big shed thing in Conrad's hold. Kill them if they show up because they are a rare spawn. Um, and then go past them and go down the stairs. And then to the right, there is a couple vending machines in a, in a new U station. So, and then just save, yeah. you know, save quit there. You'll spawn there. And then you just got to go back, you know, up the stairs and around and they're right there. Perfect. Awesome. But yeah, both of you guys, uh, both uh, Joseph and uh, Woodchipper, let us know uh, how that stuff has worked out for you and get back at us. And so. if it doesn't work, don't let us know. La, 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 la. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, speaking of sweeping changes to the game, uh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Damn, son, there's some big old changes are coming. Uh, yep. So 
the reason I said in the intro that the squeaky wheel is getting the oil in this uh, in this episode is because y'all, we have all been bitching about uh, rare spawn rates and uh, loot drops and all this shit for for a while now. It's been our biggest gripe. It was by far the biggest gripe when it came to excuse me the um, the poll that we did for. Um, the state of the game a uh, couple episodes ago and now it's all permanent it's all like the the trial period that we had for the past couple of weeks has been uh, they've permanently increased rare spawn rates Um, they've also permanently changed the Malawans takedown to scale with the number of players in your party if you so choose to you can however go back to the old system of where it's just crazy ridiculously hard Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really awesome. Um, also, currently we have the rare chest uh, riches event going on, which is cool. It's not, it's not as cool as the as you know when they were increasing the rare spawn for the first time. You know, because that was a yeah. big deal. <laughs> like, like holy shit, fucking Borman Nates is showing up every time. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I was just blown away. So like, I mean, but it's cool because, you know, obviously they've increased the spawn rates and now there's this too. So there's if you're working on getting some loot, if you if you have taken a break from the game because you're like I'm just tired of, you know, whatever, now is a good time to come back and get what you you know, finally be able to get what you need and everything like that. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because um I, I can understand the reasoning that they had behind the rare spawns where it's like when it does show up, it was supposed to be supposed to be really cool and everything like that. But because they did have drops tied to them and everything, it made it, it made it difference. Um, you know, and, and I think you and I have talked about this before, but uh, you know, cause none of these, uh, well, rarely I don't, well, actually I don't think any of them have any kind of like story ties or anything like that. Any of the, any of the rare spawns do they? that I can think of. Cause I'm going through it in my head. I'm like, I'm like Indo tyrants, Borman Nates, the power troopers, you know, sloth and thunk, you know, any, like any of that. I mean, if if there are, there's a couple, but I can't think of them. Yeah. So, and, and, and and my thought to it is just that that's what is like, could you imagine how different, could you imagine how different borderlands two would have been if it's like, Hey, guess what? savagely might show up <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like, that yeah. would have been that would have been frustrating i had never even considered it from that angle um mm-hmm. just to just to read this specific part on the exact hotfix press release if you want to call it that uh, once the farming frenzy event is over which it is uh, we are implementing a permanent change to the rare spawns and drop rates. After analyzing play patterns, we are permanently increasing the spawn rate for these enemies and have buffed their drop rates and their anointed chance to be on par with bosses. Perfect. Yeah. And 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 I totally agree with that. And I, I think it's interesting because, like I said, we were kind of getting into this, but people were out there saying, well, isn't the whole point of a rare spawn that it's supposed to be rare? And it's like, well, sure, but when there's gear that's actually locked behind them. And, and, and this was a conversation I literally had today was with a buddy of mine. And he was like, yeah, I just don't have time to grind stuff anymore. And I was like, I was like, all right, cause I'm going to use this on the show tonight. Please explain to me exactly how. And he goes, look, 
I'm a new dad. My kid just turned one recently. I'm still getting used to it. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I work full time and we just bought a house that needs a lot of repairs and everything. He goes, I'm lucky if I get a half hour of video games every night. And a lot of the times I don't even get that. So for me, it sucks to go in and try and, and farm something when it might not even have a chance to be there. Cause I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend a combined essentially week of my playtime going for one item and maybe still not even getting it. Right. <laughs> Understand like one dad to another. I feel you, bro. <laughs> like from, <laughs> from one homeowner to another, I feel you, bro. <laughs> it's just, it's, it can be incredibly frustrating. Um, I think that had I had I not had this podcast, I would probably be playing Borderlands 3 even less than I do currently. Mm-hmm. And um, which I know is like, it is, you know, sounds hypocritical considering what I said earlier, you know, about not being, <laughs> but I mean, but it's true. Like when you have something like this, like you just, you're like, eh, I got nothing, you know, n- playing any video game sounds fine. So I might as well play Borderlands three just for more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, but anyways, um, I think that. Borderlands 3, Borderlands in general would not, I can understand how it would not be some people's type of game, and I can absolutely see how some people would, like, move away from it depending on what is going on in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, if I only, I I have managed to set myself up to where I have a little, to where I have a little bit more time than that. You know, I have probably a couple hours a day that I can play video games. Um, sure. And because of that, yeah. I choose to to play Borderlands. You know, with a with a good majority of my time. If I sure. only had half an hour a day, I probably wouldn't play Borderlands, or at least I wouldn't play it like I do now. You know. Yeah. I would not be doing all the like I would go through. I would do it like I like yeah, I played Borderlands one. You play through playthrough one. You play through playthrough two. And then we're done. You know, like there's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing else to do. Uh huh. Because really, oh. why? Like, if you let's say you never try out mayhem mode, okay? Yeah. What are your reasons for farming? stamp collecting at that point. It's just, I'm getting this stuff because it's something I don't have. That's that. And that's, and that's legitimately it. You know, I mean, that would be then at that point, then you'd be looking at the completionists and stuff out there. Yes. You'd be looking at those people and be like, all right, I collected this. I collected that, whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, and I'm typically not that kind of, that kind of player, you know, but with borderlands three, I just, uh, you know, we play it. You and I play it the way we do because we like going through it at more and at a higher and higher difficulty and then we and we know that there's other stuff coming down the road and we want to be able to 
have all the gear loaded up for that. But even that's a bit overkill because, frankly, if we had gone through, um, let's say that we, when we played through the handsome handsome jackpot DLC, right? You, me, and Beth. Yeah. Went through it on Mayhem One. Did we do it on? I think so at the time. Yeah, I think because I think that was the thing. We were just one. We were just like, yeah, we'll just we want to get through the story and we want to see how things go, whatever, you know, kind of touch all the different stuff to have some content ready, all that kind of stuff. And it was kind of a cakewalk. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely should have ramped it up there <laughs> sure, a little bit. Sure. You know, but anyways, um, that's all. That's my so like I I understand his point and like. I don't want to tell him, like, Borderlands isn't for you then, guy, you know, or, like, change what you enjoy about it. You can't just be like, oh, okay, you know, you flick that switch. <laughs> yeah. You're like, now I play it for the for the role-playing aspect or fucking whatever, you know. <laughs> you play it because there's 250 different legendary guns in it, you know? That's, yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I got you. That makes perfect sense. So. Um, go back to so yeah. playing Skyrim. <laughs> Hint: Drew has also been playing a lot of Skyrim. <laughs> we we actually had a very good conversation about something beforehand. So depending on how Drew feels about it, who knows? Stuff might happen. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but stuff might happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you said that. So like, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but he's definitely doing a thing. Check it out. You know. <laughs> Nah, it's just like anything else we talk about. You know, it's like, I'll be honest, like getting slightly off topic here. It's a miracle that we got this podcast off the ground. <laughs> True story. Because Drew and I are really bad about being those people be like, oh, you know, what would be super cool is if we did this. And that's like, yeah, that would be. <laughs> but, we, <laughs> but we ain't doing it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. True story. Anyways. Uh, so. Um, getting into our topic of the permanently increased rare spawn rates and the Melowan takedown being um, being scaled down. <laughs> I so these are kind of these are kind of tongue in cheek questions, but like, is this a good thing? <laughs> like we said that we wanted it like two episodes ago, but is it objectively a good thing? And does the community at large know what the hell they're talking about? And like, this is just us giving the opportunity to ourselves to play devil's advocate. And I thought that I was going to, but I'm just not because like there's, I can't, I can't do that just to fill 10 minutes of, of airtime on this show. Like it's a good thing and everybody knows it. And it's what everybody mm -hmm. has wanted. And it even kind of goes into the next question that we have on here, which is how does this affect hardcore players who have, I said grounded, I meant grinded for hours, uh, hours upon hours to get specific drops. And even, even the big time dudes, you know, Jolts and K6 and all those guys are super hyped. You know, even though they've <laughs> they've spent more time than anybody else, you know, right. like I would probably be at least a little bit jaded, you know, be like, yeah. oh, oh, you got that thing in how many runs? It took me 
you know, 368. 368 runs to get an anointed Maggie, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> but, um, but overall, like, I can't, I can't, you know, play devil's advocate here just to, just to take a bare time. It's a good thing, and pretty much everybody has wanted it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the thing I think is interesting is the the only the only thing and and th- and you're going to find this no matter what community you're a part of, um, you know, whether you're in some kind of movie fandom or video games or comics or anything like that, whatever it is you're into, you know, um the only thing that is a little bit interesting to me is I don't want this to go to I don't want this to go to the community's collective head if that makes sense yeah that makes sense like i like i don't want to be a situation where it's like all right they listen to us now they'll listen to us about anything you know and we know exactly what's right you know right i don't like i don't want that to happen and 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 here's the thing is that kind of idea is getting more common um for instance i mean look at what happened with the sonic the hedgehog movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah look you know. they were right there too okay like that was that was necessary <laughs> yes but do we want to talk about the fact that the collective people around the world the collective internet as it were basically bullied a movie studio into changing <laughs> how sonic looked <laughs> so it's one thing that I don't like about that specific situation is how I know for a fact that what that meant was a lot of extra work and yeah, possibly absolutely. some possibly some really poor conditions for uh the people who did the work on it, you know, to to fix it. On the flip mm-hmm. side, how do you fuck that up to begin with? Like, <laughs> like it's Sonic ha- the Hedgehog. It's not that hard. <laughs> He's had one look for thirty fucking years. You know. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like it just doesn't. So, like, I don't understand what the deal is with that, and. And you know what? Something else about that specific situation and 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 the way that it's different from Borderlands, right? Sure. The mm-hmm. only people who were upset about rare spawn rates in Borderlands are the people playing Borderlands, okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like there's it's not like there's like some like dude out over here who's like, you know, who like doesn't even play video games? He like he just plays in D and he just plays D and D, and he's just like, yo, these drop rates suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's kind of my point because like, if you had asked me, if you had asked me, okay, like you know the the new remastered trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Yeah, with the yep. new Sonic. If you yeah. if that was the first trailer that I had seen and I had never seen the movie before. Or, and I had never heard that they were doing it before, right? And they showed me that trailer, they'd be like, hey, check out this Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Are you going to watch it? I'd be like, probably not, you know? <laughs> and yep. and I still don't intend to, you know? I really don't, because it looks, it whatever, you know? It's just, I'm not into <laughs> it. I'm not interested in seeing the movie. 
you know? And this sure. is not like a fight the power, like, you guys fucked up before, and I, I remember, you know? It's not that kind of thing. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, I don't feel like watching a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And, however, that doesn't change the fact that when I saw the original Sonic the Hedgehog for this film, that I was like, oh, that's fucked up. They gotta change that. You know? Like, <laughs> like does it really matter to me? No, because I'm not watching it at e- anyways, you know? Sure. So, so that's a weird... So that's, that's, that's how those two situations are different. I feel like I, this has gotta be... This is gonna go down in our podcast <laughs> history as, like, the most we've, we will ever talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, and we're not even talking about any video game. So um, I mean, uh, unless unless they happen to put in a gun that is somehow a reference to Sonic the Hedgehog, and we do a, a going going gun on it, at some it point. could be a legendary and like it's like the boring gun, but instead of saw blades, it's blue spheres. <laughs> and when oh, it hits awesome. it, and when it hits an enemy, the enemy drops a shit ton of of coins, drops a shit ton of money. <laughs> I actually really like that. That's a great idea. You can have that one, Gearbox. You're welcome. Okay, however, the a way that this is related to the whole Sonic the Hedgehog thing, I genuinely, like, put on your tinfoil hats, boys and girls, I genuinely want to know, is this a case of the powers that be doing something intentionally bad so that way there can be community outrage for attention's sake and then they change it just to get credit for it i got i gotta be i gotta be perfectly honest i i don't foresee that i don't (laughs) maybe 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 someone at gearbox is gonna like like chuckle you know and laugh maniacally while drinking a scotch and water somewhere but I don't think Gearbox is out here playing like 6D chess with us. Like I just don't I just don't see it happening. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to. I still have to bring it up because it's it's a legitimate question because a lot of things like this have been happening lately, okay? Sonic the Hedgehog so, so, okay. obviously. Sure. Yeah. Um the changes to uh Star to uh Battlefront 2, right? When it came out, mm-hmm. um, something I guess No Man's Sky did have a big thing like that too. Um, no let's talk about Magic Arena, right? That you and I play a lot of. There was a lot of outrage about um, having to spend, you know, more wild cards for historic cards than you had to for standard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's a question yeah. that comes up every single time, right? So, and that makes me think like. It's got to be happening at some level to somebody. Now, whether it's specifically Gearbox doing it, I don't know. But it's got to be happening some in some form or fashion. I, I'm not sure if I can get behind that for the very simple reason. And, and I know that I use this as kind of a scapegoat one other time. But um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and use it again. And now I can't even, now I can't even think of it. Holy, holy crap, this is terrible. Uh, you know, the other game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that one. Now, it's, it's like Borderlands and The Division and Destiny and everything, but it's not because it flopped hard. 
Oh, Anthem. That's the one. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't even remember the name of it. Like, that's the thing is like, cause they, it, you could have made a case that it was a very similar situation for that, but they didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> but, but they're still working on that. Yeah. I know, I know they're still working on it, but at this point, like there's, there's, n- there's no way. Like, I don't feel that there's any way they can dig themselves out of that hole. And I feel like with that failure, I just don't think that, that anyone can afford to take a chance on it. I think that that's one instance of, you know, they're twisting the knobs, right? And they're, and they're pushing the levers and, you know, and they just went too far with one of the things. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, okay, everybody expects this to be a 10 at release, you know, because hype train. You know, it's just how it is. You know, we're really going to drop it at, you know, it's really going to drop at an eight and oh shit, it slipped and it's instead it's at a two, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Sure. There was some, and and tell me that I'm wrong here. There were some redeeming qualities about Anthem, right? Yeah. Movement felt amazing. The ultimates really, really great. There, there were only a couple little issues that needed to be tweaked, you know, but, but they were so bad that, that I haven't played it since a couple of weeks after it came out. Yeah. I mean, and and a major one was connectivity issues, right? People couldn't genuinely couldn't get into the game. And a lot of people were having that issue with Borderlands too, with you know making a, with uh, matchmaking and party making and everything. And I, frankly, if if we had had those issues, I feel like we it would our opinions on this would be much different, you know. That's, and like that's I'm not actually really, and so I'm not that's saying a really good point. Yeah, and so I'm not saying that they that like Anthem intentionally made it as bad as they did. I'm just saying that they like. Them too, they could have intended to, you know, release it at this, you know, like have it this good, but they fucked up the connectivity thing and then that just plummeted, you know, how good it was. You know what I mean? All right. Fair enough. So So. now they have, so now they're like, well, shit, nobody's playing this thing. We need to revamp. We need to make it fucking incredible now, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, I'm, it's a trend that I see a lot lately of like, you know, this is thing a is terrible. So, you know, it's, it's just a process. This thing is terrible community outrage. These people fix it and then get all this credit for it. And the hype is bigger now than it was to begin with. Interesting. I'm still not sure I believe it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I I don't I'm not saying that it's that I'm not saying that, you know, Gearbox definitively did this and I have proof or any of that bullshit. I'm just saying like it's a it's a it's a pattern that I don't like. I I get it, but I think it has more to do with I think it has more to do with the fact that games are getting more complex all the time and 
that we're always asking for more. We want better graphics. We want, you know, so many frames per second. We want, you know, so big of a world, everything like that. And I feel like our expectations every time are, are bigger, especially for AAA games every single time that it's to the point to where it's a situation where they're like, all right, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get it out there and just get it into people's hands. And then we'll start fixing the things that we know are wrong before the hype dies down for it. So, you know, what's really funny is that something that's very uh, relevant to this topic. I found this, it's not going to sound relevant at first, but it is. I found this series on YouTube put out by Ars Technica and it's called war stories. And it's all, it's all about, um, major issues that came up during the development of video of particular video games. And they sit down with like the, with like the director or one of the major developers or something like that. And they talk about how they worked through that problem and ended up getting it fixed and whatever. So that was, it's a really, really cool series, which I recommend everybody go and watch. Um, and I saw one episode where they were talking about, um, it was like the mid nineties. They're getting, they release, uh, Ultima online. Okay. And for anybody who doesn't know, Ultima is a fantasy RPG series that dates back to like the late eighties back when it was like done with like vectors and shit, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Ultima has been around for a long, long time. So the internet's finally, you know, becoming a thing and people are getting, you know, decent speeds and everything at their houses and they're developing Ultima online. One of the things that they have in Ultima online is an, uh, it's, it's an in-game ecology. Okay. So there's this huge map and on the map, there are, um, there is grass and there is, uh, herbivores and there are carnivores. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and it balances out to where the, um, the herbivores were eating enough grass to sustain themselves, but not, uh, decimate the grass, you know, to where they had nothing sure. to eat. And there were enough herbivores for the carnivores to eat, okay? Now, I know this is... You know, everybody's like, what the fuck do I care about this game from... You know, <laughs> the the reason it is relevant is because their testing in-house when they were developing the game was completely different than what players actually did when the game was released. Because players destroyed the environment they hunted (laughs) and killed everything like a swarm of of just you know some kind of creature that just consumes everything you know like they didn't care they just killed mercilessly and there was no like they made the the pelts and stuff from the herbivores so worthless you know, they're like, it's not going to, you know, there's no real benefit. There's no XP, you know, not really any XP or anything. Didn't matter. 
just people just killed just for the sake of killing, and so it just completely wiped out the ecology and destroyed the entire environment of the map. And over several <laughs> several different buffs and everything, right? They still couldn't get it fixed, and they just abandoned it altogether. It was just totally <laughs> dead. Okay, and the reason yeah. the reason I bring this up is because in game, in like I like I said. In-house testing is not the same as what is done in by the community at large in game. You know what I mean? Sure. So they may, you know, Gearbox may have underestimated how fanatical people would get about anointments, you know? Like mm-hmm. Like Jeff, is it? Are, do you have the perfect anointment on all of your gear in Mayhem Four? Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, and it, do you need it in order to go and farm for any of your stuff? No, but if I get if I get an anointment on it, that makes it that much better. Then I'm going to be able to kill stuff that much quicker, which gets me stuff that much quicker. Right, but I'm just saying that, like, maybe. Maybe that's what. <clears throat> maybe that's the the difference. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Gear, maybe Gearbox has not anticipated it being the way that it is. You know, they didn't know that everybody is gonna try to get the perfect role on a cutsman in every single element. You know, they yeah. didn't know I th- that. I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where. I think they saw anointments going the exact opposite way that they were now that you mention it, which is that I think they saw anointments as being a situation where it was going to be, Oh, I got this thing and it's got this anointment on it. I'm now going to use this gun in this way so that I get the most use out of the gun. And the community said, no, 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 (laughs) no, I am going to get this gun so many times that I'm going to get the one that fits the way that I play right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. That's that's a good way of looking at it because like if you even go but but again, and I have no idea which side of this argument I'm on anymore cuz now I'm on both sides, but like <laughs> I'm just so like but like shouldn't they have like I get it. The community may not do what you do in-house when you're doing testing and everything. On the flip side of my own point, there's a guy that I saw on Twitter that every year farms for a 94 sham. Every year? Every single year farms for a brand new 94 sham. That's the That's Borderlands insane. community. That's us, baby. <laughs> That's what we do. Like, fuck you, Gearbox. You think you're giving us this gift because this Maggie happens to have an extra cool bonus on it? Be like, what are the other bonuses that I can get? How does that, like, what is the one that's most relevant to what I do? Oh, that's what I want. Now I'm going to bitch and whine about it if I can't get it in 30 (laughs) runs, you know? That's us. I'm only laughing because it's true. (laughs) 
that's hilarious. <laughs> so, and so accurate. I mean, <sighs> I wish I wish that I wasn't like that. You know, like, and and I'm I'm toning it down. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it down a notch because I will. If I'm if I'm farming. Okay, so the last the thing that I farmed most recently was uh, the Agonizer Nine Thousand because I was farming for mm-hmm. Dictator. Yep, and I didn't stop after the first Dictator that I got because sure. that would be dumb. Because what are the odds that I get something better? I don't know. You know, and <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> right. So I mean. What I will do if I'm farming for a specific weapon is I will farm that boss until I get that weapon and then probably f- get four or five more versions of it. And then at that point, you know, and I'll just keep whichever one is best in my opinion. And then once sure. I get to that point, then I'm like, all right, I'm done. Because it's just, it's not, it's not worth it to me. I'm not that hardcore dude that needs perfect rolls on everything. Because what I can, because then to me it becomes, it becomes game breaking, you know? It is, which is, which is fine. Like I love my, I love my Maggie and I use that thing for everything, you know? Mm Because it just mows down everything. Yeah. And but like so at this point why do I need a better one? Why do I need to spend another 5 hours farming, you know, in order to in order to get a better one when this one's just fine. Sure. And, but that's but that's just me and my uh I don't want to say I'm complacent. I'm uh there's another word for it. I don't know. It's fine. Like, I'm like, I'm good. You know? You're, you're, you're content. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. I'm, I'm content, you know? And if I find another Maggie, I'm going to be super stoked about it. But, you know, especially if it's better. But Mm -hmm. I'm not going to drive myself crazy over it. So. Fair enough. Well, we've spent a long time kind of going on that. Um, but getting back into it for our last couple of things here, uh, what does this mean about community input going forward? Um, the one thing I will say is that, please don't take this the wrong way, but to an extent, Gearbox has usually been pretty good about knowing what their audience wants. And, you know, to an extent, you know, listening to them and everything like that and, you know, doing a good job of, of, you know, buffing and nerfing things. There are some weird scenarios, you know, where it went totally the opposite way, like Kunai, mm. but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Kunai and cloud kill, like what's, uh, what, what do you, what are you guys doing there? Right. Yes. Right. Not to mention, I mean, also like the, uh, like the Deepa, right. Super, super duper OP, but like, mm-hmm. What are you going to do at this point? You know? Yeah. I mean, at this point, nothing, like, but like towards the, towards the end of when they were, um, 
I mean, still that, doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, it probably should have been addressed then, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, but at that point, everything had kind of been built around it, you know, around, it's like, oh, well, you know, you know, um, you know, Uncomed Herald and, and, um, you know, Grognozzle Sal can, you know, kill anything. So that's what we have to, that's what we have to build around because otherwise everyone's just going to do that with no effort. Mm -hmm. So, but no, I, I get it. So. I will say mad props for like buffing the hell out of the, out of the fastball though. That got so much fun. That was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I guess the thing about community input is like, first of all, y'all ain't game developers. Okay. Like, correct. It's, and neither are we. So, <laughs> right. I guess my thing is like, I don't want, I also don't want to give the community too much credit because who knows, you know, Gearbox may have parsed out for themselves, you know, be like, this is just not, not working out, you Mm -hmm. know? So that could be the other version of, you know, going back to our thing about like, is this something that was done intentionally bad in order to have it in order to have something to fix later, you know? It's mm-hmm. like who's to say that that it is because of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't address the community at all in the in the notes, you know. Yeah. So again, I'm playing both sides of the argument here, like tinfoil hat time. That could be, you know, like well, they don't want to give the community the you know the power. They don't want them to blah blah blah, you know. And the other side of the argument sure. is like. Or they do this for a fucking living and know what they're doing, and they were probably going to get around to it at some point, anyways. Right. And to to clarify, Drew's earlier statement too about you know none of you are game developers, which I'm, with maybe some very slim exceptions, you know, I'm I'm sure he's probably right about. I'm because I'm sure this argument's going to come up. I know there's going to be that person that says. Well, no, I'm not a professional chef either, but I know what I like to eat. Yeah, we get that. But <laughs> right. you're obviously you're obviously still playing the game for a reason because you probably like it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so you probably still like the game and you probably know what you would like to change about it, but the whole reason you're not is because you probably don't have the capabilities to do that. Yeah, or, you know what? Like and, when it comes to that whole like, well, I'm not a chef either. Okay, well, you know what? You Like if I... Boy, a lot of weird metaphors and stuff in this, but like... It's all right. So, when it comes to the drops and everything, I I understood the whole, you know... I understood the point behind the rare spawns, okay? It frustrated me that um, they spawned so rarely. I would have been fine if they, if they wanted to just buff it to like half the time they show up, you know, that's fine. Sure. But what I want then is an increased chance of that weapon to drop from that person or from that enemy and a lower chance to get it from something else. That's a guaranteed spawn. Be like, you've got a three in 10 or a one in a one in 30 chance of it dropping from Trant, you know, but you've got a, one in ten chance of it dropping from this spawn, but that spawn only spawns half the time. You know? So... Yeah. That would have been... If they did that, I would have been like, fine, I'll take that. You know? 
Um, and like, it's. <laughs> I guess what I'm gonna say is like, we think we know what we want all the time. Oh yeah. That's not always best for us. Okay. It's just not. So in this case, they got it right. That may not be the case going forward. If I left it up to my, to my children, right. Their diet would consist Mm -hmm. entirely of candy and ice cream, which they think they want, you know, which they think is, is what they want. But when they're puking straight up, you know, red vines <laughs> and, and, and chocolate ice cream, you know, and they are sick all the time and then their teeth start falling out of the head, they'll be like, oh, that's why I couldn't have this before, you know? And mm-hmm. I just don't want the community at large to get to that point to where we're like, you know, you know what else I want? I want, you know, PvP, you know, or like some kind of bullshit like that. Or I want the legendary drop rates on everything to go up all the time, you know? And mm-hmm. I just like, okay, we, so this is, this is a PSA. We got what we wanted. Now let's enjoy it, slower roll, and temper our uh, thinking on what we want going forward. I like that, and I think that's understandable. <laughs> however, so, that's in direct contrast however, <laughs> with the next question. And I love it, too, because you were the one that wrote it. So in direct contrast to that, and this is literally how it's worded here, folks, what should we bitch about next? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, and, and actually this kind of negates my, this kind of negates the next question that I had. The one that I had written up was what does BL3 need to do to stay relevant? This kind of ties right into it. You know what I want? I want more community events. Mm. That's what I want. I want more things bringing us together because, you know, we all know this is, you know, this is a cooperative game. This is not an MMO. There is a extremely large difference between those factors. But what I do want is I want stuff like they did with like the million dollar loot hunts and things like that, that they did in the past. I would love if it's like, Hey guys, guess what? There's a new Molly one takedown ish thing. There is now a, I don't know what you want to call it. I'm not sure. You know, there's, there's now a COV, you know, takedown thing. And there's a huge boss at the end of it. And guess what? The more times that the community as a whole kills that boss, the better his drop rates get, but you better do it now because he's only going to be around for, I don't know, a couple weeks, a month, something like that. Sure. So. I'd be okay with that. I don't want anything like that permanent, though, because I really hate community stuff like that when it's a perpetual thing, you know? Oh, correct, yeah. Like, when you log yeah. into a game and they're like, hey, you know, the community at large hasn't gotten enough kills on this particular kind of boss. You guys are going to miss out on this bonus. Like, and then I log in six months later, and it's the same thing, but it's just a different one you know <laughs> you know like i fucking hate yeah. that it's it's like like the first time it's like you didn't kill you know your, 
you only got seven more days to kill 80 million more zombies, you know, and then, like, you log in six months later, and it's, like, the same thing, but it's, you know, not zombies, it's shambling, brainless shambling masses, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I just... Which are different. Yeah. And I, <laughs> stuff like that I hate. But I am good with, like, doing something like that every now and then as as a as a neat thing. And, like, anybody who gets one, you know, like, you've got to hit a total number of the times, you know, let's say it's you got to kill Tron five million times or whatever, right? And everybody who kills mm-hmm. him at least once gets uh, this legendary, you know? And it's already sure. specced out, and everybody gets the same one, you know? And if you do it five times, then you get this legendary and this skin, you know? And whatever. Like, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. You know, and, you know, having... And I mean, who knows? Maybe they could be working up towards something like that, too, where it's like, hey, guess what? Because um, that was something else they did with the loot hunt. It's like, hey, you know this thing that is only a world drop or this thing that is only available once in the story quest or something like that? Guess what? For the next week, it's going to drop from, you know, it's going to drop from uh, the Ravager or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's going to and it's going to have a chance and it's going to have a really high chance to drop. It's going to drop, you know once out of every five times or something like that. So sure. Go, so go do it. Yeah. You know, what would be cool is something along the lines of like taking an existing unique and like bumping up its stats to where it's like legendary and it's more interesting. Um, okay. Or not more interesting, but more um, useful. So sure. let's say for example, that the, like you were talking about earlier with your melee Amara, uh, the butt plug. Okay. <clears throat> the only way to get it on level is to go through true vault hunter mode at, and do that mission at level 50 and sure do the special um additional thing of shooting what's his face in the ass so dump truck yeah <laughs> right and and the special weapon effect on the bl- butt plug is plus 110 percent melee damage so what if they did something cool where it was like like what you're talking about, like, hey, guess what? The Rampager has a one in five chance to drop, you know, an on-level butt plug. And not only is it, you know, on whatever level you kill the the Rampager at, but we've bumped this specific one to 150% melee damage. Perfect. Love it. That would be cool so, as shit. Yeah. Now, I'd be like, I don't even need that be- thing, but one of my characters eventually is, so... Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's going to be those situations with those kind of things where it's like, well, I was gone and I was out of town that week and that sucks. It's like, yeah, I, I understand because that kind of stuff is going to happen to me, too. That's just the way it is. I mean, that stuff just happens in life. And I'm not saying that's right, but I mean, I don't know. How many times has there been a situation where it's like, all right, yep, going to go visit family this weekend. And it's like, hey, guess what? Your favorite band is in town. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, you know? exactly. Stuff like that. You know, it's just everything's not always going to work for everyone, but don't worry. That's just, that's just your turn. Guess what? The next time they do that and you're able to do it, then there's going to be someone else who really wanted something and they're not going to be there. It's just, that's, that's life, man. Right. And I'm not saying that's that when I wish, we and I'm not saying, that, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't wish any, I don't wish any bad luck upon anyone, but I mean, you know, you're, you can't avoid it all the time. So, well, and that's you know. when we need to, 
you know, pick each, pick each other up as a community and talk to your buddies. And if they're like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to do that. Be like, don't worry, bro. I got you. I'll pick up another. I'll pick up an extra one for you, you know, and then I'll give it to you when you come back. Perfect. Done. Love it. Have your homies back. So, absolutely. So, but yeah, no, that would that would be my thing. I, I would love to see more community driven events. And it doesn't even have to be anything that fancy. It could even be something kind of fun where it's like, hey, guess what? For the next, I don't know, for the next week, you can turn on, we, we've we given you, in the options menu, you have the option to make it so that all of the gravity is like the gravity in Skywall 27. And anytime you kill an enemy with like the butt slam type thing, because that'll be something you can do to every enemy, they drop more cash. That would be neat. <laughs> I wouldn't do you know, it, but it'd be neat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, guess what? We have an option in here. Where every where every uh, enemy now has where every enemy now has a tiny head. If you shoot them, if you kill them with a critical shot, then you get more iridium or something. Whatever you know, I just you know that cool stuff. This is all gold gearbox, and it's all <laughs> yours. Take it from us, and it's free. <laughs> free ninety nine. For, for only free ninety nine. <laughs> all we want is one percent of all sales going forward. I would. I would even take like. I would even. I mean, what like one percent between the both of us? Yeah. Yeah, that works. I'm good with that. Yeah, collectively. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll. I'll take a half a percent. Sure. Why not? Sure. <laughs> Get that George Lucas effect going up. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Anyway, so so that's I mean that would be me. I mean, what about you? Is there anything that that you would want to complain about next? Well, and yours isn't really so much a complaint. You just want to rally the community around more community stuff. So yeah, yeah. You know, I I think that's the thing is like as weird as it sounds, and this is the last thing I'll say about my thing. But Borderlands at its core is a game about getting cool stuff, right? Yes. Okay. So, now that I've got that cool stuff, give me cool stuff to do with it. Mm. Yes. Yep, that's the right answer. Um, my main thing about, like, what to bitch about is I just want stuff to work flawlessly. <laughs> Great. Anyway, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> explain yourself. Well, I just mean, like, like if I if I'm playing my flak character, I'll still like load up, you know, pull up my menu and it just takes forever sometimes still. Sure. It's got to get fixed. It just does. Um stuff like that, you know. That's all I'm really all right. talking about is is things of that nature. Quality of life. Not even quality of life. Have the shit that is supposed to work, you know work like make it work like it's supposed to that's all perfect i love it i'm not looking for anything else extra now at this point so all right fair enough well i think that's all about that we have uh please let us know what you think about the changes and everything that uh you know tweet at us uh send us an email about what you think of the changes or what kind of things you would do about what your complaints are or where, what direction you would take things in next. Um, we still have several DLCs to go and everything like that. So I'm sure that we will have some more changes and some more opportunities to do fun things. But uh, with that, uh, this takes us 
into uh, the last... Go, go, go! Anyway, uh, and uh, we are going to be talking... Since, since things have been scaled down, uh, or not scaled down, since things have been scaled now uh, to the uh, Maliwan takedown, uh, we have a special gun. And Drew, what is it? It's your mom. <laughs> it's not, and that's also your mom too, so shut up. <laughs> so today we're talking about the Kibbs Worth. The Kibbs Worth is a legendary Malawan smig. I hate, I hate that phrase so much. <laughs> it's a legendary... And I'm going to and I'm and a G are never supposed to go that close next to each other. <laughs> uh, it's a legendary Malawan SMG. It can be dropped from... It has an increased chance to drop from Wotan. Um, I actually don't think that it can be a drop from anywhere else. It has to be dropped by Wotan. Like, there's mm-hmm. not even a world that drop, is. so... Uh, special weapon effects. The red text says, Stand in the F star star star... Star, 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 circle. That's the word circle, not just a picture of a circle. (laughs) Uh, I was about to ask. (laughs) Fallen enemies spawn a healing aura once every 10 seconds. Spawns with Hyperion-styled weapon shield. If you're paying attention, we talked about this on the most recent episode. We said that this is an SMG that... uh, Amara should be running when she's playing the uh, the healer role uh, on your team squad. If you didn't listen to that episode, uh, you Why should. are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> so man, that yeah, crazy they, thing that I said at like seventeen minutes and twenty six seconds. Psh, nuts. <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, that being said, uh, yeah, the Kibsworth can drop. And uh, a, whole, a whole host of elements uh, in cryo, incendiary, radiation, and shock. Um, so it does work really well for Amara as far as her elemental builds and everything like that. And uh, definitely pick one up for Zane as well with uh, if you're doing any kind of cryo stuff, which most of the time if you're playing Zane, you're doing some kind of cryo thing. Um, Can you even do a full build without putting points into cry- something cryo somewhere? I mean, you can, but it's not going to be good. <laughs> right. So, um, that uh, also being said is um, when you guys do get this, be careful, though. Um, in the notes here, uh, the healing aura is only created when an enemy when an enemy is killed with projectile damage. So be careful with that, especially on Amara, uh, even though it's really effective for her is that um, a kill by an elemental status effect does not create the aura. So just be aware of that. Sir, are you aware? So, are you aware? Anyway. Uh, also, one only one that, aura at a time. Yes, absolutely. But um, I'm not sure if anyone's tested this or not. Is that only one per player per time? Ooh, good quetchy. We might have to discuss that and see what the situation is. So, um, yeah. <laughs> just a just a shit ton of people all rocking Kibbs worth. So there's just <laughs> healing circles everywhere all the time. That'd be great. I'd love that. Be perfect for mobbing. 
there you go. That's that's how you do it. You get one guy that can solo the takedown. You get him to get a bunch of kibs worth, and then everyone and then everyone just goes in with them all the time. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, anyways, so, so yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's going to wrap up our episode. Sorry if it was a bit ranty, even though we were super excited about the news. It's weird how that works yeah. out. It's great. <laughs> I maybe it is because, like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but it is kind of like. They'd be like, hey, we give you exactly what you want. But, like, I'm all, like, jaded and suspicious. And I'm like, what's the catch? You know? like, <laughs> uh, That's true. Hey, man, want some free ice cream? I don't know how much arsenic is in it, you fuck. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Hey, excuse me. I need to return this item, but I don't have a receipt for it. Oh, that's fine. We can do it anyway. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 really not that hard, sir. Really? <laughs> it's like, yeah, ah. yeah, it's fine. Like, oh, all right, well, cool. Well, here you go. They'll be like, all right. So that's uh, sixteen ninety eight in store credit. Be like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted cash. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that guy, please. I wanted cash, and I paid sixteen ninety nine for this. You're trying to rip me <laughs> off. <laughs> Can you prove that uh, with a receipt? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, that's enough from us. Uh, hopefully you guys got some good insight out of this. Again, we're very curious to see, uh, you know, what you guys have to say about it and everything like that. So uh, let us know what the situation is. Anyway, um, we are going to get out of here. And uh, I think that's about it. Bye. <laughs> no, uh, say your thing yeah alright fine alright we'll talk to you guys in a couple <laughs> of weeks good luck and good drops bye bye